Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. And welcome back to Linux in the Ham Shack. My name is Richard, KB5JBV, and I am one and only one of the co-hosts of this particular uh, extravaganza. I do guarantee that this episode, unlike a lot of other episodes, will be absolutely fab. Let me turn it over to, to my partner over in Arkansas, uh, Russ, K5TUX. Uh, hello, Russ. Well, hello, Richard. How are you doing? I've got a great day going up here in Arkansas. I guess a little bit north of me, there's a lot of rain and wind and all kinds of goings on. But right here, it's beautiful. So how is it down in Texas? Oh, well, it was raising cane this morning. That's why we sent it your direction. Uh, it never did actually rain here, but it was dark and gloomy and lightning-y and everything else. And now, now we've got that doggone 100-degree south wind blowing. Well, maybe not a hundred, but somewhere it sure feels like it. Anyway, that's a, that's what's going on here. Uh, I'm, I'm quite honestly thought I had something on the list to complain about, but we'll just have to put it off till the next episode. <laughs> sounds good, I think, or sounds bad. I'm not sure. Whichever one. Well, however it works out. So, uh, all right. Uh, let's see. I have done lost my place. All right, so uh, you want to make introductions? You want to you want to roll through things and and let it evolve in its own natural way, or how you want to go this direction this time? Everybody's waiting in anticipation, listening to us. Yes, I know. Well, let me do the quick introduction since this sort of came about from my my drunken boast three episodes back or so, whatever that was. That's right. We get the best shows out of out of us being lit. <laughs> unfortunately it was a little too soon after work for for me to get that far today so unfortunately i'm really going to be the straight man today but um one of the episodes a couple episodes back it was either two or three i don't remember now I've, I've slept since then but at some point i got really really wasted towards the end of the episode and i was great you know i was boasting about it in the fact uh, that i was going to get fab on the show in the chat room fab being uh fab. how do you pronounce your name fab <laughs> Uh, oh god right. no the, the you, whole you know, one don't you feel obliged to to yeah. fabian scherche it's german it's it's terrible <laughs> okay no i did i did know that but okay so anyway i said that i would be able to get fab on the show and it's taken three episodes um more because fab has a very very busy life having a busy life could be you know you could have a life where you're feeling suicidal all the time that would be worse no that's brad sucks that's what 
That's Brad sucks. That's Brad sucks. But yeah. Brad sucks doesn't <laughs> suck, you know. <laughs> but he's always suicidal. <laughs> so anyway, uh, with no further ado, we have Fab from the Linux Outlaws over at SixGun.org. Hi guys. So um, hello, yeah, Fab. Coming in from Bonn, Germany. You just call me Fab. It's great, you know. I was I was in Australia for a while and I couldn't pronounce my last name either, so I just kind of gave up. I, by the way, I feel really inadequate because I do <laughs> well, not have a call sign. In fact, I do I do know very little about amateur radio, so um, yeah, I will just have to blag it. Well, that's okay. The thing about the Linux and the Hamshack moniker is we've kind of gone away from being entirely about amateur radio, although it certainly comes up more often than not. Everybody who you know we asked to come on the show is like, well, I don't know anything about radios, and we're like, well, you don't have to know anything about radios because hell, half the time we <laughs> yeah, don't know what we're talking. I mean, about. I do know a little bit because my I, beg I would say pardon? maybe de facto uh, father-in-law is actually a ham, and um, not that he you know would be listening, but I would like to give a shout out to him. Um, he's Delta Charlie Five Juliet Mike, if I'm correct there. You know, if you ever talk to him. And yeah, and that that's all I know, like uh, from listening to him when he's he's got he doesn't have a shack, but he has like this little room upstairs. And back when I used to visit my my girlfriend, you know, he was he was being up there and I was joked. It sounded like, you know, like Star Wars, you know, when when the Imperials are coming and that scene like in the Empire Strikes Back that that's what the radio sounded like to me. Well, if he has a little room with a radio in it, that's a shack. I mean, if you if you set up a radio it's, and an antenna hanging out your window yeah, in the kitchen a, it's table, it's a bloody big antenna as well. Like it's huge. He has got like this huge dish on the the house from the outside looks like like the top part of a star destroyer with all this stuff coming out. It's uh, pretty amazing. Well, yeah. I think he's a member of the Empire secretly. I'm detecting <laughs> yeah, I don't a Star know, Wars fan. What came to my mind? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's okay. We have an entire list of things I want to talk about, and not one <laughs> of them good. involves ham radio. So this is. <laughs> How about what about Star Wars? <laughs> well, we Before we Star quit, Wars, though, I, I have one question. Done. I have one uh, question, but why is it called ham radio? I've tried to figure this out. I could never find it. Oh, well, you said you yeah, listened to a couple of shows recently, right? Okay, so you know you know what yeah. uh, Richard's personality is like, <laughs> <A little> right? <laughs> that's why it's called ham radio. <laughs> I don't. I don't think i've ever said this to you before russ but i want you to know it that i mean it in all sincerity <laughs> bite me i was i was um you know before we before i came on here we actually just recorded the linux outlaws and i was uh, i was talking to dan my co-host and i was saying i'm really intimidated i don't know anything about you know radios and then these guys they sound so much more outlaw than we do Especially Richard. <laughs> it's like that exit is just amazing. Well, we come by it honestly. We were secret uh, we were secret honorary cranks. So that's <laughs> well, kinda that, where it I, comes I, from. I, I could probably fit in there quite well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well we'll get to a little bit more about the inner workings of Fab in a little bit, but we do have some announcements we want to get through here. Are you on the same page with me now, Richard? Uh, uh, I thought we were all, have been on the same page for the last four years. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm talking about this episode. Oh, you mean uh, episode 79? I, I don't see uh, the, the, our silent partner. I guess he's still at work. But, yes, I'm watching. Oh, yeah, he's he probably – I didn't even know he had a job. Well, with what we pay him, I hope he's got a job. <laughs> yeah, I hope so, too. 
I mean, we've given him a raise like four or five times. He's still making the same amount. Yeah, there you have it. Okay. Well, let me get through these announcements real quick so we can get on to the real meat of the matter. And I know it's late over in, in uh, West Germany it's there. Germany now, or, yeah. <laughs> I guess you're... It, it's just Germany now, but... <laughs> yeah, I think to, the, the call signs still are, if I and, uh, remember that correctly. You said you said that your de facto father-in-law yes. was uh, Delta Charlie, and most of the German call signs that yeah. I'm aware of are Delta Echoes. Do you know where Delta Charlie came from, Richard, or is that still German? Or oh, uh, anything. It it depends more on the first letter than I mean. It's like we have AK as as uh, one of the uh, what was AK? AK used to be a, an Alaska call, even though now it's used just just about anywhere. Uh, same way with in calls. So it's normally the first letter through the ITU that really makes the difference. Only when you have a bunch of countries right close together that have the first, uh, first initial indicator that the second letter actually makes any difference. Okay. Well, so Delta, <laughs> all deltas are deltas, I guess. Well, there you go. It, it really throws me because the national organization over there is called the, I think it's the DARC. And uh, here in the Dallas, Texas, which is just probably 10, 15 miles from here, the amateur radio club for that city is the DARC. So it, it really messes with me sometimes. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I digress. Yeah, me too. So as Dan would say, back. Uh, meanwhile, back at the point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, a couple of announcements. Um, I just uh, talked to Ronnie via email, Kilo for Romeo Juliet Juliet, and he did attend the Kark Ham Fest, K-A-R-C, down in Atlanta, or actually Marietta, uh, last weekend, and he said he's got some videos, some photos, and some information about the show. So we will be hearing from Ronnie, and I'll post anything we get from him over at lhspodcast.info. So people who want to find out how the show down there in Georgia went, can do so and then coming up in a couple of weeks on april 7th there is another ham fest well of course they're ham fests all the time but this one's important because we have a listener who's going to be an ambassador down there and this gentleman is roy kilo kilo for alpha tango delta and he's down there in the raleigh north carolina area he's going to attend the ham fest for us and give us his report and some photos and whatnot of what goes on down there in raleigh and I had never having been to Raleigh, North Carolina. I'm interested to see how this goes. It's supposed to be a pretty good sized ham fest. They, I think it says they usually get about 1,700 to 2,000 attendees uh, over the eight or so hours that the thing is open. So not bad at all. Do you have anything before I throw, you know, finish these off or what? Uh, well, it, however you want to handle it, as far as announcements on this end, I've been busy battling my boss so um let's do this the lhs website now has a chat link which gives you the ability to join the lhs podcast rec channel without having a client straight from the lhs website so y'all spread the word on that this is something that we have really needed and uh, we're gonna have to make sure we make mention of it on the social media places and all that good stuff so uh, those that had no idea what IRC was can join us in the chat room. Thank you, Russ. Uh, where'd you find that one? Well, actually, I found it from um, <laughs> indirectly from Fab because a couple of episodes ago, he introduced me to, well, I think it's three episodes ago now of uh, Linux Outlaws. He 
he or Dan one was going to yeah, listen to the bug Dan cast. Listens, listens um, to them, but uh, but yeah, I, I was going to. So uh, I got introduced to the Bugcast, and I listened to that show for a while. And while I was perusing the Bugcast website, they had um, the web chat client for Freenode uh, embedded in their website using an iframe. And I said, well, hey, that's a good idea. I'm going to steal that. So I did. I might and steal now that we're idea using as well. that on our website. That never occurred to me. That's a bloody good idea. Well, well yeah, it works really, really well. They used to have a Java thing like that. Um, oh crap. I can't remember. It was one of the Ubuntu, uh, podcasts that I had, had a buddy over there and, uh, they had, uh, they had a, a, a page with JavaScript on it that would go in, go into an IRC chat room. And I had it on the, uh, the resonant frequency site for a while until it quit working. I guess they quit maintaining it, uh, or something, but yeah, this is, this right here is going to be really an advantage. Well, I had the I had a Java client as well, and I put that on one of my other websites. The only problem with it was is that Freenode specifically rejects any client but their own. Ah. Uh, so if you want to connect to a Freenode address using one of those Java, you know, chat clients, um, Freenode doesn't allow anything. Yeah, they had a lot except of the one that they with, put up with uh, script so kiddies, you, I think, at one point. Yeah. And then, uh, and then actually I had a double problem when I installed it today because I got it up and running and I tried to connect to him and they said, oh, by the way, you're running an open squid relay. And I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> so at least they found that out for me. And uh, I managed to close up my relay. So now, now it's actually working and all is good. Well, there you go. All right. Uh, let's see what else we got. We got uh, donations for ham mention. Y'all send us money. Lots of money. Money, money, money. Send it this way. Money, 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 money. Now, tell us about the donation for the ham mansion. Okay. Well, the reason that's in there is because we don't have any yet. That, that little thermometer has been stagnant right there at about $150. And so we're still a little bit short of halfway to our goal. And hamvention is in about two months, right at two months. Getting very close, folks. Yes, Hamvention. getting very close. So, like I said, I'm you know I'm willing to foot the bill for whatever we don't manage to uh, get from our listeners, and I understand the times are really hard right now because I was listening secretly to Linux no. Outlaws, and they didn't get any donations either. So, ha! Well, there, there, <laughs> there, there, there you have it. And get out. I know gas is almost four dollars a gallon here. Yeah. So uh, I can only see, imagine when they have to ship it further from the refinery. Exactly. <laughs> but see, uh, Linux Outlaws is like a real podcast. They're like really good at the stuff, and they've been around for a while. And if they don't get any, then I'm not surprised that we don't. Tell get me about any. it. They should well, give you there money. You have it. I mean, going you know, to a convention uh, is pretty cool. That's a worthy goal. Yeah, but see that. Where else except doing a podcast can you know absolutely nothing about what you're talking about, and and people actually download <laughs> yeah. it to play it? Well. You know, since, since I've been doing podcasts, I mean, I've, I've li listened to the radio a bit more closely. And I don't know in the U.S., but actually, to be honest, that's basically the same thing they're doing as well. They're just a bit better prepared, I think. Exactly. Exactly. There's a show over here. Uh, I don't know if you ever listened to yes, Larry yes, Bushy's definitely. show, uh, Going Linux. But, okay, well, that Commuter, yep. Computer America show that he goes on every once in a while, <laughs> that's about standard. Seriously. <laughs> All right. And last but not least, it says Black Sparrow Media. I've heard that somewhere before. What's going on with that, Russ? 
Well, Black Sparrow Media is actually picking up a little bit. We did get the waveguides, guys, and I've got to do some updates to our mobile app because with the 5.1 update of iOS, apparently they've broken it. Uh, so I'll get that taken care of as soon as I can. But, you know, everybody who listens to the show, uh, who wants to hear the other shows, should, including waveguides, should go over and get the Black Sparrow Media mobile app for Android and for iPhone. Uh, you can listen live and all that good stuff. You get all the contents here, our Twitter feeds, whatnot. And I've got, I think, a couple more podcasts lined up, some really good ones about open source content that will maybe be joining the network. I'm, I'm still working on them, but um, the thumb screws aren't quite tight enough yet. But we're, we're getting there. And hopefully we'll have some more content even very, very soon. And if anybody you know, wants to join or knows somebody who might be interested in, in joining the network, please uh, let them know that okay. it's available. All right. And I've been holding off on this and I'm on, I'm on do it. Uh, first of all, uh, if you get in touch with us, we would like to see more, more shows contact us about, uh, getting on this, uh, on this system at black sparrow media. It doesn't cost anything. Uh, it is, it's free. It's free for the listener. It's free for the podcaster. Uh, we do ask that you put a stinger on the front and that's about it. Uh, but I'm going to issue the the challenge i challenge solder smoke a practical amateur radio podcast low swr icq podcast uh and any other amateur radio related podcast to contact us and get on the black sparrow media network on the linux side uh well larry's got a national national least indicated uh show and i've been uh remiss in keeping up with my linux friends so they may be mad with me i'll have to contact them one at a time so y'all go on over to black sparrow media russ keeps saying go on over to black sparrow media.org uh which is the uh, uh you are uh the uh doggone it anyway go over to black sparrow media.org <laughs> And check out what we've got there. There's some information on joining the network, and uh, we can get you all fixed up. If you want to send an email, uh, well, pick up the email addresses at the end of the show. Okay, so uh, we got that through that pretty quick, a lot quicker than we normally get through the first segment. But uh, Russ has got some uh, more music for us, and while he tells you all about that, I'm going to try and find the mute button. <laughs> okay. Uh, let me just uh, correct you and say that it's blacksparrowmedia.net. I haven't bothered to uh, purchase the .org domain. And you still have the .com domain, which does forward to the .net, but we will get those consolidated at some point. You know, the official address is the .net, blacksparrowmedia.net. So enough about that. We uh, are going to go into uh, our first little musical break, and then we're going to talk to Fab for a little while and then send him on his way so he can enjoy a little bit of sleep before he goes to work in the morning. And uh, let me see, make, make sure I got all this stuff queued up here. Okay, so the music for this first interlude is um, one that I found after listening to the Bugcast again. They played a song by this group uh, named Obsidian Shell, which is uh, a very, very nice uh, heavy metal uh, well, it's sort of hard rock pushing heavy metal. Anyway, it's good stuff. They didn't play this particular track, but I like this one better than the one they picked. It's called Vertigo, and it's off their album called Evershade. So we'll take a listen to this one, and then we'll talk to Fab when we come back.
You know, he always does that to me. This, this music, it, it'll end without no end. And it just, it just blows my mind. Okay, we're back, y'all. And I'm going to hand it to Russ and uh, let, let him do the honors. Go ahead, Russ. Well, we already did the introduction, so I don't know how much more honors we want to do here. But let's get some of the uh, some of the quick you know the questions we want to get out of the way quickly, just so we can establish Fab as a person, a, a person, a human being, an individual who lives on this planet, and then we can get to some real right. uh, thought-provoking stuff. Okay. So, how long? Is- yeah. Not to not to man not to mention an internet radio <laughs> wish, rock <I> star, <laughs> Fab. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to have to take that snort as a sound bite. You can. It's a creative comment. There used to be videos out there of him actually doing, God, the, yes. doing his show. far, <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Okay, so let's find out about your past. And I'm talking over you, Richard, because you're down so low I can barely hear you. Well, there you go. Well, that's a little better. I wish you could. Well, no, don't because you're going to flat top your side, so don't bother <laughs> Yeah, the mic tastes bad. Okay, so obviously, I'd, I'd be willing to bet that Fab started out with Windows, just like the oh, rest totally. of us. So when yeah, did you I make used the to transition? Be before Windows, I used to be a DOS guy, and um, I made the transition to Ubuntu in well, full time in about two thousand and seven. Right about when we started Linux Outlaws a bit earlier, um, when some I was working at a university institute, and some some coworker just handed me an Ubuntu CD. And, um, yeah, I installed it and, uh, thought it was fun. And then I, I switched over at some point. Did you have one of those critical apps that you had to wait a while before you could figure out how you could switch over and, you know, one of those ones, you keep an instance had, running for yes, just a little I mean, while. I, I was using wine for quite a while. Um, I don't, there wasn't one critical app. I would say I, I used to be a gamer. That was the biggest problem. And at some point I just bought a PS3. Um, and now I'm just, you know, I don't have much time. The only two games, the only games I play now is Minecraft, like with that runs on Linux and then, um, you know, stuff on the PS3 actually. Yeah. Now gaming is something we don't really talk about because I'm not a gamer and I don't believe Richard really is either, but you talk about your Minecraft quite a bit. I know you're very into it and you even have a, a Linux outlaw yeah, Minecraft well, server. Got, so how's you know, that going? I'm, I'm not playing that much anymore right now because I, I got really busy with work and stuff, but, um, yeah, I, I like to play that. It's quite a relaxing game. I would say um, I'm actually a bit of a... I'm, I'm not a good gamer. I suck at games, to be honest. Um, I really like playing them, but I suck. So if I play multiplayer games like Minecraft... Minecraft is like Lego. Um, it's just generally about building stuff, so it's it's kind of hard to suck. It's not it's not like, like these ego shooters where it's <laughs> like, I mean... Oh god! Then you have like some some thirteen year old high school kids. No offense to thirteen year old high school kids, but I can't compete with those reflexes. You know, just, I just can't. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That's why I like Portal because it it's sort of a game where it's it's kind of like a it's sort of an FPS, but it's very slow paced, and you can wander around not having to worry about Portal who's going to drag awesome. you at any Although moment. I think I'm a little bit too dumb for it. Like. For some of the levels, I struggled really hard. <laughs> I would hate to buy a game and be done with it in a day. And I know some friends who are hardcore gamers who spend, you know, $60, $70 on a game and they're through with it in a day. That's, that's it true. seems like a total waste. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to yeah. be that good. That's a good point, actually. <laughs> well, 
<laughs> took me a, took me oh, over man, a year I used to play, to play Ultima. I, I used to play Ultima. I used to Ultima Online was the first online game I played actually. Man. Yeah, well, I, I, I don't like getting laughed at, so I don't yeah. normally play Ultima online. Ultima Online was really <laughs> hardcore as well. Like you started out with nothing, and basically when you were dead, you were dead. It wasn't like this what they have today, like this World of Warcraft crap where you get killed and then you get resurrected. No, in Ultima you were dead. Yeah, start, start mining all stuff over again. again. Oh, yeah, I still have I still have some spiral notebooks around here from where I had I made notes as I was going through the game so yeah, that yeah, I could I, keep I, up I with what was going well. on. I even you do that today still. People laugh at me. No, they. <laughs> yeah, you mean no, you're I'm not actually, taking I, those I, notes I on your like tablet really PC? You're actually note. writing like a pen and you know like a notebook and do that it kind of fits up you know when you're playing like skyrim or something sitting there with a tablet it's not really in the spirit what's oh the, yeah what's it's, it's like skyrim elder scrolls it's like an rpg kind of thing it's like killing dragons like in it's like very nordic mythology kind of thing all the guys walking around it they sound like schwarzenegger in conan you know that kind of stuff yeah i, I, I was being ironic <laughs> i just wanted to show off how tragically never know. i was <laughs> Okay, so let's see. I had down here that I wanted to find out what your Linux and open God. source software credentials were, and I'm not really sure what that means. I just got, you know, what other than being the host of Linux Outlaws any. and generally like, I having, blag it. I really, uh, I don't or, have any. I talk, you know, I don't know if you know, like Radio, you know, they started a lot earlier than us. And um, at one point, I can remember I was talking, might have been at an OCK camp, I was talking to uh, Stuart Language from like Radio, and we were talking about how long we've been using Linux. And I told him when I started using Ubuntu and he was like, oh my God, I have shoes that have more Linux experience than you. And that kind of <laughs> summed it up. So actually, oh, wow. um, you know, Linux Outlaws was always a show, but just Dan and I getting together. For me, it was always about learning, learning English and having a native speaker to talk to. So I wouldn't lose like my, my speaking skills. And then we would just talk about stuff and we never really pretended to really know a lot i mean by now i guess if you're doing it so long i, I you, you pick up s such a lot you know a lot of stuff basically just the news and what's going on i've been doing that for so long that i kind of know stuff there but by, i'm by no means like a programmer or a hardcore hacker for example i've never managed to get gen 2 running <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well there are a few, we have who a few have. listeners that that have and i kind of admire them um i, I always lose I lose patience with stuff like that. Yeah, I actually got Gen Genji to run, but I find it a complete waste of my time. So if I'm going to run yeah, Genji now, yeah, I'm I think just going to use Gentoo, Really doing Genji is just, you know, pat yourself on the back. It's like a merit badge or something. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, my uh, internet service provider, two providers back, they uh, they actually wanted didn't mind people using Linux with their system. So you went over to the page and you had uh, links going to Apple, you had links going to Windows, and you had <laughs> links going to Gen Two. They didn't suggest God. anything else. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, I know it's like it's like prescribing the remedial and the, the like Uber hacker version on the same page, you know. Yeah, there you have it. Well, I'm, uh, that was about Dapper Drake, so uh, I guess they probably Dapper hadn't even heard of Ubuntu. Was actually <laughs> the first Ubuntu version I ever ran, I think. 
Yeah, it was. I mean, I, I, the thing is, I get like a rap for hating Ubuntu and stuff. And I actually, I do not, I, I don't hate it at all. And I don't hate the distribution. I think it's an excellent distribution. I personally think Mint is better if you're a new user. Just, I don't know, I just think they're, they, they've eclipsed Ubuntu by now. Um, but I mean, it was always an excellent distribution. I don't run it myself these days, but, you know, it's just preference. Oh, uh, I loved it. I just don't like what they've done with it yeah, or the direction they're going with it. It's pretty much the same, but, you know, that whole Unity stuff is just not for me. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that's more about Canonical than it is about Ubuntu, but I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. with you in that camp, and I switched over to Linux, Linux Mint, but I use Linux Mint Debian. I don't use the Ubuntu version. I'm pretty much completely divested my, my, of Ubuntu now. Yeah, my, my problem with Canonical because, is I have the same thing, but that's more like... Um, that's not a usage thing. That's more like a political thing, I would say. I mean, I don't have anything. I don't have a problem with canonical per se as well with them, like wanting to make money. Um, I do have, uh, I, I'm, I mean, if you listen to Links Outlaws, you will know this. I'm like, uh, um, I'm a controversial guy. I like to say what, what I think. And I often get into trouble because of that. And I also, I often don't feel like other people feel like, like I would be like the odd guy out. I always was like in school and stuff. So I, when, whenever there's like a lot of hype around something, I'm usually, I'm not there. I'm not with it. That's the, that's why I never used Apple, right? I, I, I would always stick out. And I think that's probably the biggest problem I personally have with, with Canonical because the, the whole ecosystem around Ubuntu and Canonical is so, is these days is so much about, you know, everybody, oh, it's, it's awesome, it's great, it's new, and I'm always the guy saying, you know, I actually, I don't like that, you know, I don't like how that's going, and then you get kind of dumped on. Well, that's okay. We're, I think we're all a little bit of members of the counterculture. When, you, when you're in it for a while and you see things for what they are, and you, you kind of take those feelings on, I know that Ubuntu is still a great distribution for the, for the beginning-type user because uh, it works with so much hardware and it's so easy to install that you know it's it's just out there and it should be used by those people who don't care about politics or or anything like that if they just have a system they want to be just as easy to run as windows is then they should definitely go with ubuntu or even linux mint because i think they're both just as easy um i don't care about politics i yeah. care about what they've done well, with that's, that's the same thing that is when, when i say <laughs> politics that of course underlies that i mean i i object to it on a Exactly. Um, on a exactly. community kind of, you know, on a on a almost on a soci sociological level, but it it basically impacts directly on the desktop. I mean, that's why I I personally recommend Mint for new users because I think um, what Mint is doing with the desktop is they do it they do it because of the users, and I don't believe Canonical is doing that anymore. Well, yeah, they've come, they've come a long way since I first ran across them. And yeah, I used to suggest Ubuntu for everybody, but now if somebody asks me, uh, I'm going to try Linux. What do you suggest I try? I'm going to point yeah, straight actually, at Linux. Yeah. But how do you reconcile the fact that Linux Mint is based on Ubuntu? Well, that, that doesn't, well, that doesn't well, matter though. Yeah. I mean, in the end, <laughs> all Linux is based on something else. Ubuntu is based on Debian. Um, you know, I don't know. Yeah, Debian's Debian not based on anything. It's based but on Debian, Debian is not. I I wouldn't recommend Debian, for example, <laughs> for a new user. Um, I'm running Debian myself now. I'm I'm very happy on exactly. Zip, but I wouldn't recommend that. Just because like all the, the codecs don't work. That's just the deal deal breaker. Well, that that's one of the reasons I'm not running Debian right now is because I'm um, 
I needed my machine back up in a hurry and I didn't have time to do all the stuff to get Debian where I needed to do the stuff I needed to do. So, uh, that's the reason I've got Linux Mint running on these machines over here right now or, uh, LMDE. Yeah. I'm surprised that you're having, you know, any real trouble with LMDE because that's all I'm running client side now. And I had, I never have one issue with LMDE. I mean, it worked flawlessly with me. Of course, I have been running Debian in some form since 1994. I guess I've sort of been through the mill, and I know the ins and outs of Debian, to be sure. But I've I've had no trouble at all. Well, not not counting issues with Pulse Audio, but that's Pulse Audio, not LMDE. Well, it's just minor issues. The only one I'm working on at the present time is the fact that uh, Bracero doesn't work right. Well, Bracero is a little flaky to me, too. It's like, especially yeah. if you want to do, like, multiple copies of a disk, it yeah. tends to wig out on you. And, uh, in fact, I ran uh, four or five backup disks the other day, DVD disks, and when I got finished with them, I should have checked them as I finished each one, but when I went through and checked them, couldn't the uh, drive couldn't read any of the files. So I'm, I'm uh, working through that. Plus, you know my ongoing, it won't see my damn telephone. And uh, now uh, uh, LMDE won't even see the uh, micro SD card in one of my Sansa clips. So <laughs> I don't know what's going on with that. Are you having hardware issues? Uh, not that I can tell. <clears throat> I know. Uh, other, other than, and here's where I get to say it because I've been holding it in, holding it in for two weeks, except uh, that I lost a hard drive because of uh, – MBR com- corruption and bad sectors, and it's only happened one other time, and it was the same exact incidents. Curse you, Kubuntu. That's a word. <laughs> I tried to answer. Yeah. We'll, we'll consider <laughs> Kubuntu well and duly cursed. Well, that's just, uh, that's the second time I've tried. A couple of years ago, I tried to install it from the, uh, from the live CD, and it did the same exact thing. It trashed a hard drive. <laughs> That's probably why they fired the developer. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> All right, let's get off of that topic. Yeah, we don't need to rant on stop ranting. I do that too much. much. No, because <laughs> I'm going to raise hell about it on the next episode anyway. <laughs> That's okay. Debian, Debian, is, Debian is the Jesus Christ of Linux distribution. Do y'all remember that? Okay. Uh, I can't wait to hear where that's going. <laughs> But anyway, I, I've I've heard uh, Fab talk on LO um, a few times about the differences in the patent systems and how ours is just ludicrous, and I tend to agree with him. But what I was wondering is if you could sort of encapsulate your feelings on on that particular topic with the perspective yeah, from your well, side of the Yeah, well, the thing pond. is, ours is, is always getting worse as well. Um, but, I mean, the U.S. seems to be like the the leader right now in you know i mean if you if, if you read all the tech news every day and you you read all the patents you know that that get filed and then they get approved and then all these lawsuits that fly it's just just terrible and the the fear that i have actually it used to be very much that you know europe well at least as long as i can remember and i'm not that old but it it didn't used to be that bad. And it seems like our politicians, they're looking like over the pond and they're going, oh yeah, the US is doing it. We should do that as well. And, you know, you you might know, like right now, th- th- there's all these lawsuits in Germany going on with Apple and Motorola and they're all Samsung, they're suing them back and forth. 
So I I think it's it's kind of evening out right now. It's it's getting it's getting as bad here as it is over over where you are. Um, I think generally one thing that is that is better in Germany, I would say, is um, we are generally not so lawsuit happy. So in 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 Germany there is we have a we have a, a legal system that has two very different cases of lawsuits. There is a civil lawsuit. And that's just, you know, that would, if, if I sued you, like, let's say you, we, we drive along the road and you hit my car and I'm, I'm thinking it's your fault and I'm suing you. That's a, you know, that's a, that's a lawsuit between both of us. And then there's the lawsuits that states bring, um, like the state brings on, on people. That is when, when, for example, there's a murder. Then in Germany, the state is actually obliged to, to you know investigate that and then file file court proceedings against the people you know the guy they think is the murderer and they're two very there's there's different stuff applying there so with the with the lawsuits that individuals and companies bring against each other they're very different and it tends to be like when they come in court of in, in front of the court the judge can actually say no basically the judge can say this lawsuit is badger and he won't even hear it so it it doesn't even come to the point where the people go to court, which tends to protect, to, 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 um, get rid of not all, you know, there have been terrible, stupid lawsuits in Germany as well, but it doesn't seem to be as bad as it is in the US. And with the disclaimer, I've, I've never been to the US really. Been, uh, we said before the show, I've, I've once been in transit in LAX and that doesn't really count. Um, but what you hear from over your side, it's, it seems to be pretty bad. You know, well, I think you hear is yeah, probably I mean, the way and then, it is. then of course, there's the thing that the well, U.S. is such a big country. Um, I, I I'm aware of the fact that I'm probably on the on Linux outlaws often overgeneralizing, um, which you know, it happens. I mean, um, but I think in general, if I would encapsulate it like the whole patent situation and the trademark situation, it's becoming. It's coming to a point where basically it's it's becoming as bad in Europe as it is in the U.S. I mean, the one thing we have right now is that software patents before the European Court are very much in limbo, whereas in the U.S. it's it's at the point where basically software patents are just considered um, law, and there are actually lawsuits happening on on software patents that you know that are just going forward, you know, the, the Oracle Google thing, for example. And in Germany right now, there's actually, uh, well, in Germany and in the, in the EU right now, there's no consensus on where, whether software patents are actually valid. So there's the people who say they are, there's the people who say, no, actually software can't be patented. And we're very much in limbo, which could go either way. And it's been a back and forth for, I don't know, last five years constantly, I think. One thing that seems to be getting out of proportion more than anything is the sort of overreaching yeah. of jurisdiction anymore. Um, I, I don't understand. I, I mean, it seemed like every country at, at some point had its own rule of law and, and everything that was within a border stayed within a border. But now the long arm of government law enforcement seems to be reaching out across boundaries of all kinds. And I think that is bad news for a lot of things because what bad choices are made in one particular country if seen by politicians in other places can be either assumed or 
you know, the jurisdiction allowed to overlap. And then you get ridiculous cases of, you know, things like the online gambling sites and, and all of this other stuff. And, and uh, basically a gigantic restriction of freedom due to overarching police action. Almost. It's, it's yeah, getting I, a little I scary. I don't believe that, um, that countries should basically go somewhere else and enact their laws. So I, I don't believe that German laws, should like that that our state should go out to the US and then if I mean a good example for in, in Germany for example we have very special laws concerning um racism um very very understandable from our history probably you know uh the third reich and all that so we have actually laws where in Germany the swastika is an illegal symbol um it's what's called a uh, it's it's against the constitution. So in Germany, um, you're not allowed to wear a swastika, for example, and you can't put it on your website. So that's that, what happened is when the internet came came out and all these, um, you know, all the, uh, you know, all the, all the, the the racists and all that. They, of course, they set up websites, and in the in Germany, if the servers are in Germany, the police will just swoop in and and take their servers, which they can do in you know, German legislation. So what what did all the guys do? They all you know all the races they set up the service in the U.S. or some on some island whatever, and now you get to this point where, um, you know with with the the U.S. actually been been doing this. If you read about the these, there's one case where there was a um, U.K. student who ran a uh, you know a film torrenting site or whatever, and the U.S. film industry basically said, well he's you know he's he's doing copyright infringement. We should be able to arrest him, and they basically now enacted the UK government to extradite this guy to the UK uh, to the US. Um, and you have these these things, as you said, you know, you have these countries that that go somewhere else and try to enact their law. And I personally think that isn't right. You know, I you know if, if it's legal in the in the US, if it's protected under free speech, to I don't know, um, say the Holocaust never happened, I don't think. That's illegal in Germany, but I don't. I don't believe our country, you know, our police, our politicians should should be able to arrest people in the U.S. for it. You know, we all have different, to a certain degree, of different understandings of how the law works, and I don't think we should mess with other other people's. No, I think so. I think what you're saying is is clear in the sense that the reason that there are laws in places like Germany is because there's a precedent for having such a law. Well outlawing a swastika in the United States would seem ridiculous because we didn't have problems with Hitler, etc. So a, com a country implements laws to deal with problems specific to the country, and therefore, if you're going across a jurisdictional line to make a claim, you know, I, you know, it's bad enough that the United States is subjected to the MPAA and the RIA. I don't think we should be subjecting the rest of the world to those two particular groups. That's Definitely. Sure. I mean, the thing that I've been seeing, I've been really interested in, in U.S. politics because I think it shapes um, a lot of our, our politics as well. I mean, the, the, with the Internet and everything, it's all becoming so globalized. I, I mean, I don't have to tell you guys. I mean... Uh, you know, ham radio people were globalized before the internet even happened. Um, you have all these 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 things. You have servers like, for example, take Linux Outlaws. Um, I'm a I'm a German guy, and uh, we have Dan, who's a UK guy. And for a while, our servers used to be in Texas. So, what jurisdiction do does apply there? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if anybody knows. Now our servers are in London, but you know, if we get 
if we get like trouble, legal trouble or whatever, it would be like today, you know, with the cloud and everything, it would be totally easy for me to put the service in, I don't know, Saudi Arabia. Um, so, so I, I just think our, our legal systems are not equipped to, to deal with that. Um, and I, I think at some point it's probably gonna, you know, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna change, but right now it's changing to the totalitarian thing. Right now it's like every state, every country tries to, tries to assert their power, like globally, which at some point can't work because, you know, as, as soon as you have two conflicting laws, you know, who, who's right? The one with the most power, but, you know. I don't know if that's justice per se. No, I don't think it is. I think uh, the U.S. has a big problem already with justice being served by oh, whoever have has that the problem deepest as pockets. Well. <laughs> and totally. <laughs> well, it could be a universal problem, but it's yeah, definitely it, a problem. It seems it seems to go that way. Um, although, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I'm really um, I try to you know. We tend to we we tend to say either we tend to say the the stuff that's happening in our country like how we do laws is best or we think it's worse, and I think it's in between. You know, I've, I spent some time in Australia. Um, obviously, I'm I'm German, so so I know the situation here. I I'm now actually preparing to move to the UK. Um, so I've been I've been studying up on how their legal system works and all that, and I think there's there's like a middle ground. Um, between between it all i mean i i very much um admire the u.s in certain things and i think certain other things over over your side of the pond are totally appalling but then i think some of our stuff is appalling i'm actually somebody who studied uh history and politics in, in university and i i don't believe in these laws you know all along the swastika i personally think that's that's stupid because whenever you outlaw something you make it interesting um you you make it interesting to to a lot of dumb people to think it's it's cool because it's outlawed um so you know i think there's a middle ground somewhere i just don't know where it is no i i totally agree with that and i think that's where we are with our drug problem in the states and perhaps in other places too. man I've, I've been i feel like i've been talking too much so richard oh no that's okay i'm, I'm just wondering if richard went to sleep that's why it's <laughs> good to have a noise gate <laughs> do you have it set for snoring uh yes I see. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's move on to that. Let's see. Do we have any like light and oh, fluffy boring. topics we can bring up? You know, before we uh... kittens, kittens, <laughs> kittens. Uh, yes, kittens or puppies. I, cat <laughs> I always wanted to have cats. Never got the chance. But at some point, I uh, I'll, I'll get a cat. Maybe when you yeah, go to the UK, the, the you thing can is find more is like the place we're living in, right. and you know it's it's too small. And my girlfriend and me, we're out too much. I wouldn't really object. And it's actually quite good since I'm moving to the UK now. Bringing a cat over there, where well, they're like really strict, you have to put them in quarantine and everything. Better better off like getting one there, I think. Yeah. Okay, so um, you you mentioned on uh, Linux Outlaws that you're switching every your servers over to Debian, and I don't know if that includes um, your clients as well. Is Debian your new favorite thing? Is yeah, it, new, it is. I'm actually my my, my desktop systems, my my laptop and stuff are already on Debian. I'm actually switching the server. Actually, I had the decision to switch the service over for a longer time, and it's a different reason. I've been running on CentOS, which I'm really happy with, um, but at some point I um figured out that there's no upgrade path for CentOS, no supported one. So yeah, it's not supported to go from one major version of CentOS to the other one. 
no, it's uh, it comes from Rel. Rel apparently has that as well. It's like the big enterprise mindset where they, I guess, would just buy new servers. Um, but I have, you know, we have virtual servers. I need to upgrade them. Um, so actually, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to try Debian on the server. And on the desktop, I don't know. It's just, it's, I, I like to keep moving. I, I ran Fedora for quite a while. I used to use Ubuntu. I ran Mint for a while. Then I ran Arch. Then my Arch uh, machine died and I didn't have time to rebuild it again. And I just wanted to, at some point, go to Debian. I, I like to move around. I mean, one one of the things I'm really trying to do with Linux Outlaws, and I think Dan is the same. Dan used to distro hop a lot. Um, I really try to try to be a Linux podcast, or as RMS would say, GNU slash Linux. <laughs> um, I I want to be. I don't want to <laughs> be a distro specific podcast because I think um, there's room for all distros out there, and I think it's. I personally try to switch to just you know keep the perspective. I don't want to want to become a fanboy too much and get get stuck on one distro for too long, if possible. Okay, so go ahead. Well, I was just saying I I understand that Fab, and uh, uh, a lot of times we get accused of being Ubuntu fans over here. It's simply because Russ and I have both used Debian based uh, opera, uh, Linux operating systems for so long. I mean. I've run, uh, in passing, uh, uh, Mandriva, uh, PC Linux OS, uh, SUSE, um, you know, I, I went through all of them when I was first trying to decide on a distro that fit for me as a new Linux user and ended up on Ubuntu. But, uh, yeah, we, we try and keep that kind of generic also. Uh, of course the show's got a, got an amateur radio slant, so we mostly talk about the, uh, the software that runs on, runs on uh, the ham radio software that runs on Linux. But most of that stuff either is, uh, uh, the packages, not necessarily the, the script, the, uh, source, but the packages is set up are set up mostly for the Red Hat based and Debian based stuff. So we tend to stick with the Debian side since we kind of, yeah, know you it. have definitely, you have this big advantage if you're running Ubuntu or Debian. I mean, lots of Ubuntu stuff. I run Debian SID right now. So lots of the Ubuntu packages for the latest uh, Ubuntu actually work on SID because, you know, Ubuntu syncs up with SID at intervals. So, um, yeah, you definitely have this advantage of having lots of packages available. I mean, Linux Outlaws is also not a Linux show. It's, we talk about lots of stuff. We also talk about proprietary software. We try to have like an open source angle and Linux angle. We basically talk about everything that runs on Linux and then of about a lot of other open stuff that open source stuff that interests us as well um and i yeah i think with 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 linux distros it's basically it changes like i get i go through moods as well um but i generally like to run something um that's a bit cutting edge that's why i ran fedora for a while um i i like to try out new stuff and i always want to have the newest version to test it and so on and i personally i hate compiling um not not because of compiling or because I can't do it. The problem I have is whenever I compile something and whenever I install something not through a package manager, I forget about it. Like my brain is terrible. Must be all this whiskey I'm drinking or something. So whenever I whenever I install something, I forget about it. And then like three months down the road, I install the newest version of it and then run into problems because I have some old stuff lying around you know, in my, my libs and my bins and there's, there's stuff lying around. And then it takes me like a day to figure out what it was. And at some point I'm like, I, at, at this point, I really hesitate to install 
software that's not packaged. So I, I, I usually try to get it packaged first. Yeah, one thing that's it's tough if you're doing something from a straight like downloaded tar archive, you know, of a of a source distribution, something like that, because there's no real smooth upgrade path for when something new comes out. And if you happen to do that and then install a package on top of it, yeah, you can get into all kinds of a mess with that. What What's nice, though, is um, stuff that's coming out using um, repository type stuff, yeah. uh, version control, like anything that uses Subversion and Git and stuff like that, because then you get the benefit of the source plus a well-known and easy-to-manipulate upgrade path when new stuff comes out, because then you can just pull down the chain yeah, files, can, recompile. I can usually deal with go. it when it just installs so, in your home directory somewhere, because my home directory, I know where everything is. I run into problems when you have to, like, put stuff in slash USR bin or whatever, you know, when it's like deeper system level stuff, um, that's can be tough. Yeah. I have an interesting sort of problem. If you want to call it that as well on my side, because not only do I run Linux machines, I also run BSD machines and they put stuff in like close to the same, but not necessarily the same places. So if you get them confused, things get weird in a hurry. He, he he's not going to tell you he's got an apple. No worries, man. I mean, I, <laughs> I I sound I'm I might sound like I'm the thing with Apple is just not for me. That's 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 the thing. It's just not. It, I you know I used to I actually had an iPhone when it first came out, and I think that taught me that it's just not my mindset. General. So I, I yeah. the thing is I think I sound like worse on the on the podcast than I actually am. I tried to tell people that I'm actually a nice guy, which some people don't believe. I mean, you were talking about the fact that people give you, um, you know, you get attacked for using uh, using Ubuntu. And the funny thing is, we've been doing Linux Outlaws for almost five years now. And at the beginning, we would get attacked for being like Ubuntu fanboys because I loved Ubuntu. I was running it. I loved Ubuntu. These days, I get attacked all the time for like, hating ubuntu it's just whatever you do you know you do something wrong well we we got we had people correcting and changing stuff on us at that time you know they not only would they talk about us being ubuntu fanboys they would uh talk about how we were <laughs> mispronouncing the name of the distribution and stuff like that but we found out that if you tell somebody to bite your ass enough they they quit saying things like that they're the in fact everything begins to become positive so that you don't have that to tell is exactly them to what we ass. figured out as well that's mostly my <laughs> badger, department badger, badger. um i think dan is generally too polite to do that <laughs> but, yeah. well he comes from a polite <laughs> <Yeah>. country <laughs> One thing I will say about the Ubuntu distribution is that it allowed me to say the word aubergine more than any yeah, my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> I, th I think he's talking about that gay purple background. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the one. Yep. All right. I don't know. I, I don't know what was wrong orange with the brown. orange That one. was a good color theme. I really like that. that vintage Ubuntu. Oh. Yeah, it was. I like the one that came out with Intrepid. I like the Ibex one but it, with the Ibex in it. But it was still orange and brown. It was orange and brown, yeah. I mean, that was sort of trademark Ubuntu by the time I got into it. Exactly. And when they switched over to the sort of highlight, you know, the, the blue back or the, the aubergine with the sort of spotlight down on the white Ubuntu logo. See, he just said gay-ass purple again. <laughs> I was trying to hold back, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I get a lot of badgers on this one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I might leave them in. I think 
I think when you have a Linux outlaw on the program, you, need maybe to stick you, need you know, to we that, that was so awesome. We had some mm. at some point, like must have been like year two or something in the in the show. We had some guy really offended that we use we and we've ever done we've we've always done this on the show. Basically, Linux outlaws is like two guys in a pub, except Dan's not drinking and I'm drinking for both of us. <laughs> there you have it. Um, and then. You know, we're just talking about <laughs> stuff and we're talking like that. Hey. So we had some guy re being really offended. And then I stuck a, I don't know, must have been like 400 times 400 uh, pixel huge parental advisory sticker on the website for about a year. And after that, we didn't get any complaints anymore. Well, there you go. Hey, well, some, people, some people get it. Ma, ma, ma. I was going to say Linux Outlaw <laughs> listener from season two. I mean, suck the show's it. called Linux Outlaws. What there, do you expect? There you have it. Yeah. Polite banter. <laughs> you want me? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what he expected. You want me to pronounce Ubuntu? How? That sounds like crap. Yeah. Oh, aubergine. Oh, but like yeah, to... gay ass purple. <laughs> Do you no, have no, I don't have to. Fab? It's okay. He's got to go. You know, it's not that well, I know bad. he's got to go. Oh. No, I'm just happy. I'm just overjoyed to have him on the show finally. You know, I used to listen to Linux Outlaw Outlaws all the time, but. Uh, everybody that listens to the show knows that I've gotten to the point that I don't Tell have near as it. much time to listen to podcasts as I used to. So, uh, I mean, I haven't heard the show in quite a while. I, I'm just I'll, happy I'll to be have on him again. on the show. No myself. worries. Uh, you know, like, like what, what I want though is you have to record a bumper saying, you know, my name is whatever, whatever you want to say. And I listen to Linux outlaws because you have the perfect accent. <laughs> we can do that. That's we awesome. we can do that. Oh, it's not we. He wants you to do it. He doesn't care about my voice. That's because you're know, from up north where like, people don't talk right. Do, <laughs> shouldn't people from Arkansas have an accent as well? You, you have one. I mean, I study linguistics. I know this. But to me, you sound very, very neutral, actually. Where are you yeah, from? Yeah, I'm not from Arkansas. He's from New, he's from New Hampshire. So, yeah, I'm is from, it, is I'm it from a case of just the accents canceling each other out? I think it is. I've never, I never really had a New England accent when I lived there, and I don't have an Arkansas accent when I live here. However, since we started this show, he has yeah, picked I would up too. a little bit of like a Texas If, if I would be on the show for a year, I'd, I'd talk like that as well, probably. I picked up lots of stuff from Dan, which is funny. Well, you know, uh, we've been doing this for three and a half, so I spent a long time trying to, uh, trying to make my my accent more neutral uh, when I was younger. And then I got to thinking about it. When you, if you speak the way I do now, yeah, uh, people misjudge you. They underestimate you. So I, you can sneak I, up I, on I know them exactly what you, what you talk about. <laughs> I used to have uh, dreadlocks for quite a while <laughs> and um, it's exactly the same thing. Uh, people totally so misjudge the you. They exactly think like you're some leftist <laughs> weed smoking weirdo and then you come you come at him <laughs> and there you go and whether we whether we are or not we still have uh have more stuff in 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 our toolbox <laughs> i really like one of my favorite things is just playing with prejudices of people um it's the best thing ever like when i when you know i had dreadlocks and then at some point i got i didn't want them anymore so i cut them off and now i basically have no hair i'm like i, I really shaved it off and then people were suddenly they were totally scared of me when before they would just look down on me in the street. Now they're like, just like they, they, they walk towards me and then they just, you know, you, you kind of see them.
go out of my way, which is kind of awesome. <laughs> the, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, um, to add to that, in my situation, Fab, I'm six foot five and weigh over nearly yeah, three. You would have pounds. that naturally. So you you add all that together. Oh, yeah. I'm just six. <laughs> oh yeah. And I'm about six well, five, I, and I, I weigh more than six he does. Foot, so. so if we ever meet, I will feel really inadequate. <laughs> uh, well, that's okay. We have some little people here also. <laughs> I don't think in, six in foot US, qualifies uh, as a munchkin. I always thought that was uh, was pretty. Uh, <laughs> it was okay, six foot, you know. Oh, in the U in the U.S. it's okay, but I, in my I, family, I, it's I'm, 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 If you listen to Elo, you you know this. I'm a big fan of Bruce Springsteen, and when he was the first time standing right in front of me, mm -hmm. I was like, "That man's tiny." <laughs> he's a, he's only he is only four Amazing. feet tall. I know what you're yeah. talking about. Just to show, it's all the image. You know, you just gotta act big. It was well, it's, <laughs> it's the pollution in New Jersey. It makes them all little up there. Oh, oh boy! Or as 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 um, everybody's waiting for. Oh my! Oh, do you want me to do it? Now go ahead and throw that one since I'm not loud enough. Do it again. <laughs> do it again. Oh my! Yes. This is terrible. Oh, Your my. listeners will hate this. I'm like, <laughs> when whatever show I'm on, I'm totally rat holding. You know, we're talking about pollution in New Jersey. What? <laughs> They'll get over it. We 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 try to offend as many hey, groups seems as to be, possible that, during the show. That's my philosophy as well. If uh, yeah, if we don't get eight or ten of them in, uh, we just don't feel like we've done a proper oh, episode. It's quite quite cool. I, I I think I'll be on more. You can you can if you ever want to have me back, just give me a shout. See, I, this sounds like my kind of podcast. See, I haven't. Yeah, see, I haven't even told anybody that Russ is up in the Booby Mountains and they're shiny and slick this particular episode, and uh, I everybody was waiting for I it, so now I've said edit. it, and I they can all the, relax. The, you know, you, I think you're last year or something. <laughs> what kind of mountains are those? Why are they called that? <laughs> they they well, are called... He's making a joke. You want to explain <laughs> the whole joke or what? <laughs> you explain it. You're the one that lives there. <laughs> okay. Well, we started off by saying that I... <laughs> made a double entendre about where I broadcast from saying that I broadcasted from the pine forest okay. between the peaks of North Central sense. Arkansas. No, yes. Yeah. And there's a, there's a mountain range out West <laughs> called the grand Tetons, which that's is awesome. essentially. <laughs> yeah. So that's sort of migrated over here. And now I, now I have the, you know, I'm, I'm in the wet spot in the nice slick booby mountains. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> I on the other, I on the other hand, uh, I can't catch a break because I record in from inside a uh, cardboard box on the edge of the Trinity River, just outside of Dallas, Texas. Hey, you were in the basement of the Chinese Laundry for a while there. Yes, the Chinese Laundry, the top of the Bailey Thornhill building. Is that, is, is uh, that, is that I move how you around. get such a nice, <laughs> full sound cardboard box? Yes, that that is it. No, actually, this is all the equipment that Russ has sold me since we started uh, doing this show. Uh, uh, he he actually <laughs> makes money off this podcast by selling me his old stuff. <laughs> That's how I fuck my life. Rick Richard actually just maintains my my stock, my lifestyle. I need to get them to buy yeah, my there you have crap. It. <laughs> I, I've, I've, I've bought it. I've bought at least three <laughs> Apple computers for us. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> Don't want to hear anything about Apple computers. 
Oh, God, I don't have any about it. I, have I don't know what you're talking about. Apple's Magic uh, Max in the in the in the office now. I'm I'm starting to get used to them. <laughs> oh Lord, magical fruit filled computers. That's right. All right. Well, do we have anything else? Oh, Pat said you said you had something you wanted to ask us, or did you already do it, or did I blank on that? Thing, was there? But, a uh, I can't I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, why was it called ham radio? But we yeah, can yeah. we can. That was I don't know. It. What else? I've asked about the booby mountains. Uh, how did you start this show? The booby mountains. <laughs> why? Uh, why? How did That's we Richard start the show? Oh, why? Well, uh, originally I had a podcast that was just all amateur radio that I did by myself. And I got to asking for some help with that show uh, on on when I was recording it. And after about three or four episodes, Russ decided he'd contact me. And when he did, I had already come up with the idea of starting a second show, which had to do with, because amateur radio operators are cheap <laughs> and Linux is free, it, it, it's a perfect fit. So we decided to do this show. And do you remember a guy named Marlon Dunn? I don't know. Do, should I? I My br- he wrote a book some years back called Linux on the Desktop, and he had a uh, had a little a little podcast by the same name. wasn't a lot of production quality in it. He would just get on there and talk about Linux and different places that were switching to Linux and how to do you know little things in Linux and stuff. Well, the title of our show came from the kind of came from the title of his show. It's kind of a uh, homage to Marlon. Must Dunn. have been before my time. He was a. Uh, he, yeah, he was. Well, yeah, he his show was previous oh, to yeah, when Chess Griffin did his. Yeah, it it was it was a good while back. It was when I had first switched. Over I can remember Chess. I I missed that show. That was a good show. But, see, hmm. R- Russ doesn't like it. Oh, I said I said it was a good show for what it was, but it didn't interest me. But of course, like I, you know, I've been doing this Linux thing yeah. for eighteen years, so listening yeah, to Chess didn't really. It was kind of when I started out, so That's that was kind of perfect. For me. You know that's that's because Russ is Russ is like a super genius on this stuff. Tell me about it. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm in that boat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great! Bab called you an idiot. I can take yeah, that one well. out of context. Well, he can, he he can call me that all he wants to, because I, I I I, you know, I I tell the ones that uh, ain't got no re- that I really don't care for to to bite my ass, and the ones that I actually have respect for, they can say just about anything they want to to me, <laughs> yeah, and I'll I smile mean, and shake my head. Can, I'm I'm actually I'm I'm actually surprised that I haven't, or I shouldn't say this, but I'm surprised that I haven't been out taken out of context more, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> wait wait till he starts cutting things out and sticking them in that soundboard he's got creative commons yep. you know it's the risk <laughs> i've got i've got about 20 free buttons it's, over it's here it's the risk of you oh know, my god the risk of the job. well if, you, if you'd get paid for it exactly better but yeah kind of everything well, I get paid every day just be, just knowing in my heart that I'm a, an international internet radio celebrity because they do listen to us in other countries and uh, at least Mexico, if no place else. And, um, I, you know, that, that's enough to bring, bring a smile True, to my I, I heart. Should, I shouldn't every complain. Day. I've, I've got a proper Please. job now as well. <laughs> yeah, we heard about your, your new job there yeah. in England at uh, uh, H- DH, yeah, actually. Yeah, Media yeah, that was, that was kind of cool. Um, that is, yeah. It's basically my dream job. I always want to be a journalist, so um, I was really happy with that. 
it's pretty cool. I don't know, you know, I'll have to move to London now, which which is a bit different and difficult right now. Um, but yeah, it's cool. It's an adventure. I'll just brand it as an adventure. Well, there you go. It's nice. It's nice. Yeah, when it's, it's not like you know. I, I, did, I did. Yeah, it's not like it was that surprising. I applied for it after all. The, 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 well, there you. <laughs> There you go. And can't wait till the first podcast that you and Dan do in the oh, same room no. together. Yeah, we actually like did. We, uh, oh god, uh -oh. we did one or two shows in the same room. Um, and the thing is, you can't can't Dan's you know you can't do fisticuffs. Like Dan is so relaxed, it just it just doesn't work. And I think <laughs> he can like you, you probably could piss him off, but I wouldn't want to. Um, there wouldn't be much fisticuffs. I think there would be like. <laughs> One swing at me and my head would pop off, and that would be the it would be the show. <laughs> well, so long from Linux Outlaws. That that'll be the end of the run. It sounds like we need to invite Dan over to over to Euless to go to the barbecue house with us. Well, I'm sure he probably enjoys awesome. that. Next like, time like, he's whenever in I'm in Texas, I'm the going to take you up on that. Yeah. The three of us would scare the hell out of them. It's an all you, it's it's an all you can eat barbecue house over, uh, that over about awesome. thirty miles. From I mean, here, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't like physically scare the hell yeah. out of them, but I can act like really, I, I can I I can act mad. That usually helps. Well, uh, well, Russ and I are substantially propor proportioned gentlemen, and the way you're talking, I guess Dan's not yeah. the little bitty guy. And if three of us walked Probably. in there and it's all you can eat, <laughs> yeah, they figure they're going to lose a lot of money the, on this. The first this. time I met him, I was like, oh, God, I'm scared. <laughs> but in a good way. He's a, he's a good guy to have around <laughs> if you're wandering the streets of Liverpool in the middle of the night. Well, well there you have it. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe we should wrap up. Any any other questions we want to throw around, or anything else before I uh, play some music? And well, according to the old clock on the computer here, it's after midnight at Fab's house, so uh, uh, we probably need to go ahead and play some music. So <laughs> you do that while I find the mute button. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we why don't we uh, let Fab go? We'll say our goodbyes now. Then I can do the music, and then we can wrap up afterwards. That's a good idea. Then he can get good and rested. I, I to will be do work. that. First Thanks for having morning. me on the show. It was great fun. Yes, sir. We were, we were, it was definitely, definitely and our honor have, to have you on the if show. If you ever want to have me back Absolutely. to Rattle and, you know, just waste two hours, just write me an email. Yeah, because we can talk about crap. We don't actually have to talk about Linux or amateur radio on the show <laughs> because it's happened I, a lot I just before. love that. You know, it's just all about having fun. I think that's the main thing. And getting drunk, maybe. <laughs> yeah, there you have it. There you go. <laughs> I can go for that. So uh, why don't you give us uh, any information you want to give us about yourself, and then we will uh, well, say um, goodbye you know, and thank you once you again. If you haven't listened to Linux Outlaws, go to uh, sixgun.org slash linuxoutlaws. It's easy, sixgun.org, everything on there. And, um, yeah, if people want to know what I'm up to day to day, I'm pretty much – I live on Google+. Plus. Um, just, uh, God – um <laughs> uh, search for my name <laughs> which is which is uh i don't know how would you oh uh, I, i've got an easy way to do this wait I, i'm prepared you can go to um gplus.to slash fab and that is f-a-b-s-h that would be foxtrot alpha bravo sierra hotel i think um yeah oh, g plus two 
to slash that and you'll, you'll you'll find it you can you can follow the inane crap i post all day and that's about it all right well thank you very much fab it was uh wonderful having you on the show and we will no definitely try yeah, and get sure. you back on next time i can skip a little work to do a podcast awesome <laughs> All Goodbye, right. Well, thanks. Thanks again. Let me uh, let me find out. Let me cue my music up here, and then uh... I'll, I'll 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 see you guys around. And definitely, if, you know, write me an email. Let's catch up. I probably should. Uh, you know. Yeah, you definitely. Bet. If you want to come on Linux Outlaws as well, I'm definitely up for that. Um, so you know, just we'll 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 talk. We'll email. Sounds great. See? We'll work it out. I'm sure. Exactly. Call me real Outlaws on the show <laughs> from the Booby Mountains. <laughs> From the movie mountains. <laughs> All right. Well, when I a little Skype blip, I'll I'll cue the music. Wrong. So thanks again, Fab. We'll talk to you soon. Good night.
Yes, and welcome back to the home of the best redneck metal on the web. This is Linux in the Ham Shack, and we are back. All right. That was a fantastic interview. You have potential, my man. I don't know. I kind of thought it sucked. No, you actually did really good. I was impressed. You know, I, I spent a couple months digging up stuff on doing interviews before I started Resident Frequency, and I'm not near as good as you were just then. I think you might be smoking something, and if you are, could I have some, please? Well, there you go. It it could be the best in redneck heavy metal. Just never were one for the heavy metal, were you? You uh, down there from Texas kind of like uh -huh. your old-style blues and swing and all of that stuff. Can't take it when they start screaming and doing the heavy metal and uh, hard rock thing. Yes, I just hope that young man is able to afford uh, throat surgery. <laughs> Yes, because it sounded like it really hurt. So I thought you were a big fan of Black Sabbath. Not not that Dio crap. I'm talking about the real deal with Ozzy. Yeah, I know the stuff back with Ozzy. That's the real deal. Well, we normally disagree on stuff like that. <laughs> I yeah, like not this time. I like Dio too, but well, there you go. And I, I quite honestly, I preferred the Sammy Hagar when he was with Ronnie Montrose band. So there we go humble pie the whole mess so that was once again that was fantastic fab in germany off to bed uh russ still in the booby mountains richard still in the cardboard box yes the cardboard box the only cardboard box in the world that actually has soundproofing got to keep the sound off the street when you're broadcasting from a cardboard box anyway let's get on to some feed uh the, what is it feedback yes feedback i think this is normally the part of the show that's feedback, unless I'm having one of those reverse time operation kind of things that I have from time to time. So let's get to feedback. What you got, Russ? Well, we do have a couple of bits of feedback, nothing major. So we'll probably get out of here pretty quick. Cool. Cause them tacos is attacking me. Taco tech. All right. Well, we'll get to that as soon as we can, but we did get a couple bits of feedback from the website. So I thought I'd go through those. The first one is from the Linux Canuck, and I don't see a call sign here or anything like that. He's one of our listeners, and he is a ham radio operator, and I may even remember a name and a call sign before we're finished, but go ahead. Okay, he says, I am trying to spread the word and post your links to Google+, but none work. I cannot download, and the links in my RSS feed do not work either. And I have to say, I'm not sure what's going on there because I have not had any other complaints from anyone about the feeds not working. And when I go over to the website and check out the feeds, everything is accessible and I can download all the content. So I do apologize if there is some sort of problem with the website, but there's not one that I'm aware of. I know that's not exactly what you're looking to hear, and I wish I could help you a little bit further, but unfortunately... When, you know, everything looks like it's working fine from this end, I don't even know where to begin trying to uh, troubleshoot it. So uh, give it another try, and if you're still having problems, let us know, and we'll try and help you out. But that's all I can do for right now. Sorry about that. And there you have it. Uh, I, I have even less to say about that, but uh, let's see, what does it say, Google Plus? Well, Google's unfriendly anyway, especially since Russ calls them the evil empire. Which is exactly what they are. And there you have it. And, um, um, uh, yeah, keep giving it a whirl and I'll take a look at it myself. I'm going to try and post it some places and see what happens. Cause, uh, I got a list of stuff here, but I get it on the list. 
So what else we got, Russ? Well, there's only one more bit of feedback, and this one's from Phil, AK4RQ. He also sent us a comment via the website. And this one says, I wanted to pass on the author and book. I wanted to pass on an author and book, which may consider, which many consider an iconic publication that dissects the heart and soul of Unix and a predecessor to Linux. The book is called The C Programming Language by Kernigan and Ritchie. This book was published by Prentice Hall in 1978, and that's from Phil, AK4RQ. So I wanted to thank Phil for this little bit of feedback, and I replied to him on the website telling him that I keep my copy of K&R handy right behind me on the bookshelf whenever I'm podcasting or even whenever I feel a little bit Unix lonely. I go back to the book and check it out. It is definitely one of the founding publications when it comes to programming in Linux and Linux networking and all of the things that you needed to know back when C was all the rage and when Unix was uh, becoming a very popular system in uh, educational institutions and governments and uh, in commerce. And it's definitely the precursor to Linux. So if you want to learn more about that, you should check out the C programming language by Kernigan and Ritchie. And unfortunately, uh, one of the authors of that publication, uh, Ritchie, uh, just passed away a couple of months ago. So that's that's too bad about that. The old guard of Unix is uh, starting to age a little bit. Yeah, uh, uh, that's pretty much it. I went to the, the mailbox looking for that last one because I thought it wasn't on here, but it is. And Bill's still absent. Maybe he forgot about us. Nope, he probably wasn't included in the in the in the. He probably didn't get the memo. No, I'm sure he didn't. And I'll tell you right now, I wish we had more people with Fab to have come on the show every once in a while. It keeps us from having to talk so much. Yeah, that's true. Unfortunately, we got to record a little early to accommodate him. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying. So uh, I think it's about time to wrap up. So let's get on out of here. Well, let me remind everybody to go ahead and uh, make sure you go over and check out sixgun.org stroke Linux outlaws. That's fab show. He does it with a, a really nice guy named a really nice guy named Dan. And, uh, it, uh, it is quite entertaining, quite entertaining. Y'all go on over and check that out. That'll be at, uh, sixgun.org stroke Linux outlaws and with that we've pretty much done all our business for the evening we'd like to thank fab for coming on the show and uh, uh we will do our best at some point to have him back on because uh he saves us from having to talk so much <laughs> yeah anyway if you folks want to get a hold of me you can contact me at kb5jbv at gmail.com kb5jbv at gmail.com or track me down on the social networks twitter uh whatever that other place is facebook uh uh signed up at diaspora but i don't know how long i'm gonna be there because it's uh, i'm not smart enough anyway you can do that or you can send us both an email at uh, lhspodcast.com info what is that info at lhf i'll let russ tell you anyway <laughs> oh my goodness so uh with that i'm gonna let russ have it because i'm just making an idiot out of myself this is the wrong time for me to be podcasting during the day anyway take it away russ all right well this is russ k5tux and thanks everybody for tuning into this very special episode of linux in the ham shack this was number 79 with our special guest Fab from sixgun.org and the Linux Outlaws.
again, thanks, Fab. We really appreciate it. And we'll definitely check out Linux Outlaws, push as many people over there as we can, and we'll try and guest host whenever uh, it's possible. You can contact me on all the social networks out there, stuff like Google+, Twitter, Identica, 73s.org, and there's probably a few out there that I'm not thinking of. I'm J.R. Woodman at all of those except for 73s.org, where I am K5TUX. Go over to the website, lhspodcast.info. That's where you'll find all the information you want about the show, where to pick up the live stream, where to send email. And if you want to send us email, send it to info at lhspodcast.info. That goes to both Richard and I. And we will do our best to answer you in a timely manner. You can also give us a call at our voice line, 909-LHS-SHOW. That's 909-547-7469. And if you do that, we'll put you on the show. And that just about does it for me, K5TUX, up here between the peaks in the pine forest of north central Arkansas. And I'm going to send it back down to Heartland, Texas, where Richard is going to sign off by saying... Well, I just wanted to let everybody know no, one more time. Thank you, Fab, for being on our show this this time around. I would like everybody to know that I am not in Bonn, Germany, even though uh, most days I feel like I want to be anyplace else but here. Uh, y'all send in those cards and letters, uh, pictures of the YLs, whatever you got, and we'll see y'all next time. <laughs>